Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello all, how you doing? It's Stephen Mulherney with the best of the Breakfast Show podcast from Virgin Radio with Sky. I'm sitting in the hot seat this week while Mr. Evans has some well-earned time off. Coming up on the show, the unbelievably talented Jack Davenport lifts the lid on his new comedy series, 10%. Scottish acting sensation Kelly MacDonald tells us all about her star-studded new film, Operation Mincemeat. The wonderful Rupert Friend shares all about his brand new Netflix drama, Anatomy of a Scandal. And the marvellous Mira Sayal fills us all in about her new show, Raw. All of that and so much more to come. So, Sophia, kick us off and tell us who's up first. He's graced our screens for years thanks to his undeniable talents, but also the hard work of his agents. So it's about time the star stepped into their shoes in a brand new comedy drama, 10%, coming soon on Amazon Prime Video. Just whatever you do, please don't call his agent. It's the dashing Jack Davenport. He's here. Good yes. morning, everybody. How are you? You have you have an amazing voice as well. I do. Uh, it's it's good in some ways, but I've never been able to, t- to say rude things about people at parties because they can always hear me across rooms. <laughs> so, and I've got into terrible trouble over the years. So, now, I have to be careful. Listen, we're going to talk about ten percent in just a second. Have you ever talked when you've your voice? Have you done many voiceovers? Because that would be I, ideal. I, I had a great run in like the nineties and early two thousands, and then I moved to America about twenty years ago, and that kind of went away a bit but I do miss it because it's um pays the bills quite in quite a sort of low low stress kind of a way so. yeah I bet well listen whilst you're here but listen if you don't mind can we use and abuse you I can sell anything you want right. at any time if you wouldn't including mind. myself <laughs> um could you say uh you are listening to Stephen Mulhern on Virgin Radio and we'll play it tomorrow I'll do that you're listening to Stephen Mulhern on Virgin Radio that's my radio that's Goosebumps. my radio voice. Goosebumps. That was now, lovely. So, 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 Jack, listen, look, I watched the uh, I watched the first episode last night. Right. Uh, it comes out on the 28th of this month um, on Amazon Prime UK. Um, right, when they first came to you with the idea, because it's a remake, isn't it? It is, yeah. It sort of. I mean, the basic premise is the same, but we, we head off in very different directions quite quickly. The first episode for people who know the original French one, will seem quite familiar. But that was sort of so we didn't scare off people who love the original because we want to kind of bring that audience along as well. Um, but, yes, it is technically a remake. Right. OK, but um, when they came to you with the, the idea, mm-hmm. did you initially just go, yeah? I mean, well, it, our showrunner and the um, writer is a man called John Morton, who you might know from like 2012 and W1A and stuff like that. And in my view, he's one of the sort of three best script writers in the country, if I'm honest. And I read the first two episodes and they were just so brilliant that I was just, just whatever I have to do to get this job, I will do it. Wow. So, but do you know what it reminds me of as well? And this is a massive compliment, by the way, and I hope you take it that way. It, it reminds me of a cross between, like, W1A and Extras. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It is sort of... Uh, th- 
the, ours is um, the extras comparison is is not far off the mark. Other than ours, ours is a bit more. No disrespect to your accent, it's a bit more real. Yeah. Um, it's ours is funny, but it's also kind of the tone is more uh, more realistic in the sense we're we're trying to show what the life of an agent trying to you know you know scrabble up work for their clients is like in the real world. Um, but there are some very good gags along the way. Yeah, it's funny. No, listen. I mean, if you like if you like good comedy, then you must. Watch this show, ten percent. Um, do you? You must obviously have an agent. I have more agents than I know what to do with because I have one here. I've got one in America. I've got a manager, uh, and believe me, my percentage. If I paid ten percent in commission, I'd be very happy. <laughs> I was going to say ten percent. <laughs> that went out. That went out with the arc. Those kind <laughs> yeah, of numbers. Do you know what the funny thing of all is? I was saying earlier on before you arrived. If o- if only agents did only take ten percent. I know. What a what a bonus. Twelve point three percent doesn't roll off the tongue really, though, does it? <laughs> now. When you... If only 12.3. I'm still low-balling. <laughs> when you think back to uh, to TV, right, TV land, mm-hmm. like This Life and Coupling, mm-hmm. um, were they good times for you? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, funny enough, we filmed This Life about a half a mile from where we're sitting originally. Um, and, it, you know, I was a kid. I was 22. And um, it, it was given its unbelievable success. It, you know, you can't ask for more, really, as a young actor to be in something that is that kind of a success because it gives you a launch pad um, in a way that, you know, you can only sort of dream of because people sort of know who you are and then people... It just gets easier to get work. And and funnily enough, one of my favourite things about the show I'm here to talk about is we have a bunch of young actors in our show, a couple of whom in particular, one called Hiftu Karsem and Harry Trevaldwin, who've really never acted before, pretty much. Wow. And they're unbelievable and it's sort of I feel like a proud parent it's like I know both of them are about to get strapped to a rocket and it's kind of like and it's I'm somewhat familiar with that territory but it was a very long time ago for me so have have you given them any sort of advice in terms of listen this is going to happen once this launches Uh, well I mean you have to be careful because you can come across as a little patronizing if you're not careful but I I've told them both how wonderful I think they are and and I do, I do genuinely believe that they will, you know, go on to lots and lots of other things. So, in the form of a compliment, I sort of say it, but I'm not like, come and talk, l- listen to Uncle Jack, and he'll tell you how it is. No, it's but all. there is that thing, isn't it? When when you hear it from one of your peers, especially, let's face it, look, some of the stuff you've done, and you obviously know what you've done, but just a little reminder, we mentioned this live coupling: Pirates of the Caribbean, Hollywood films, um, uh, Talented Mr. Ripley, uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service. It goes on and on and on and on and on. You seem to have not stopped working. Well, I've been, yeah, I've, you know, consistency and longevity are like the two hardest things to do in this game. And some, I don't know how it's happened, but I have kind of staggered along one way or another. Although, I was just saying uh, to the person I'm working with before we came in here, in 2019, I did a couple of big jobs that finished in like sort of September. And my wife is um, an actor and very successful in her own right. And um, she was away and I had to stay. We have a son and someone had to stay home. And so I I took like six months off and I I found the email the other day and on like March the 7th, 2020, I wrote to all my um, agents and I was like, I'm back. What are we doing? (laughs) And then obviously everything that happened, happened. And so in fact, until this 10%, I did not work for one and a half years, which is, I've never been out of work for more than three months. Did it freak you out? 
it didn't really because I knew everyone was in the same boat and yeah. and and all you know I mean I've never been we have a little house in the country and we were there for like 260 days straight. I haven't been anywhere for 260 days straight in my adult life. So it was actually kind of magical. And I mean, everyone had, you know, we all had difficult times in different ways, not to minimise what's, what's happened, but um, it was a kind of weird privilege in an odd sort of way. And also my wife has, was ne had never been busier, weirdly, than during the peak of COVID. So yeah. one of us was taking care of business. So yeah, I yeah. was able to, daddy daycare was in full session. Now, let me tell you, um, also in at 10%, we've got, uh, you've got Kelly McDonald, who we had in on Monday, by the way. She's lovely. I saw her last night. Yeah, oh, did you? Did yeah, well, you? We, had a, we had a press screening, so she came along. Ah, oh, right. As well as that, Helena Bollum Carr. Olivia Williams, Lorraine Kelly, Dominic West, Emma Corrin, um, Phoebe uh, De uh, Denver um, from Bridgerton. And by the way, what I loved when um, when we saw um, Kelly McDonald on Lorraine, they actually used the same crew that actually works on Lorraine. Well, I mean, later tonight I'm going um, on the one show on, on The Beeb and we shot scenes in the same studio, I'm going to be interviewed by the person, by the same person that I was standing on the edge of the set, pretending to be an agent. It's getting very meta. It's, it's all it's like beyond meta at this point. But that's really one of the you know the real pleasure of the show is that we have these guest cameos where we, the people you've listed they sort of play themselves or versions of themselves, and you know it's. Again, of kind of a kind of virtue of the fact that I've just been around for a very long time. That weirdly, just coincidentally, like eighty percent of our guests I've either known for twenty five years or, or worked with them. And when we started, like the first guest that I worked with was Olivia Williams, and I've known her since like nineteen ninety five. And I've done most things that actors get asked to do at this point, but not that. And I was comp I was all at sea because I was like, wait a minute. You're you, sort of. I'm not me. I'm an. I'm a. Uh, uh, what, what's happening? And I and it, I found it very kind of. It was like having vertigo. And then I kind of got with the program. And then, as we got further along, one of the. But as an actor, let alone as an audience member, one of the real pleasures of the show is watching these very very famous faces. You know, make quite a lot of fun of themselves, and also the storylines that they have to do. It's not. You don't just get points for turning up and being a good sport. It's like the storylines are about things that are very real yeah, in okay. show business. And, yeah. and in some ways, in some cases, quite revealing about the kind of vulnerabilities about being a performer. So it's sort of, it's funny, but it's also pretty truthful in its own mad way. Well, listen, it's funny, it's real, it's brilliant. And I'm telling you now... Make sure you check it out. 10%, all eight episodes available Thursday, 28th of April on Prime Video. Do not miss it. It's been an absolute pleasure. Everybody, let's hear it for our star guest this morning, Jack Davenport. Thank you very much. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Sophia, it's over to you. She's shot into our lives with her 1996 film debut in Train Spotting and has picked up countless awards ever since. Her new film, Operation Mincemeat, tells the most unbelievable true story about the greatest weapon in war, deception. Please welcome the marvellous and country music-loving <laughs> Kelly MacDonald. Oh, my word. And you are here. <laughs> Kelly, how are you doing? I'm all right. 
great. Yeah, yeah I'm Re- good. It's good to see you. You too. Listen, this film sounds sounds incredible. First of all, it sounds unbelievable, but the reality is it's a true story. It is a true story. There was a film made years ago, um, The Man With No Name. I think it was called, a black and white film. It's the same story, but it's, it's one of these things that you can't believe you know if 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 it was an original screenplay you would think well this is ridiculous stuff but it actually happened in 1943 this world war ii um story of um deception yeah. now it's called operation mincemeat mm-hmm. which is exactly opposite what it was called but um just tell everybody exactly what it's about. Okay, this is what I was worried about. I feel well, like well, I can, I can, I can. Um, you listen. I think you can say it better. Well, no, but we made the film so long ago, and oh. then COVID happened. Sorry, I just hit the microphone. Um, yeah, so it, we did it quite a while ago, and it feels like I'm slightly on masterminds, and I don't know my specialist subject. Well, it's trying, they're, they're trying to play like a humiliating trick on Hitler. Yeah, no, aren't they? I do know what it's about. I actually do. <laughs> um, thank, um, thank goodness, because yeah. you do. Know you're in it. It's about um, World War Two, and it's about um, one of the ways we won the war, and it's um, this sort of basically. I keep thinking about it as kind of like a writer's room. MI Five got together and they were thinking of ideas to try and trick Hitler. Because um, the Nazis believed that um, the Allies were going to invade um, Sicily, which they, in fact, did do. But the Brits wanted them to think we were actually invading some other territory. Um, and so it's the story of how they managed to... Um, right. the, the unbelievable story of how they tricked everyone. It looks amazing. If he doesn't win awards, I would be astounded. Well, uh, yeah. I think it's it's. I'm really proud to be part. Of, I love an ensemble film, and and it's just a great ensemble. And John Madden directed, who's just amazing. Yeah. You know, he's an icon. And um, tell us about your character. I play Jean Leslie, um, who was a secretary in MI5, and during World War Two, a lot of um, women were given more roles than they had before the war you know because all the men were off fighting and um and so women became an integral part of lots of different industries and um and so Jean becomes part of this team that are creating this fiction um to sell um to the Nazis and she's based she was a real secretary but she's sort of an amalgamation of a bunch of the women around the office now listen, we're going to come back to the film in a moment, which comes out by the way this Friday. We'll give Does that a it? few more plugs. I didn't plugs. know that. Okay, yes, good. okay. <laughs> I love the fact you know nothing. No, <laughs> I got the train down tomorrow. La, 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 la. And then suddenly I was asked to do things today, and right. I don't quite know what's happening. And, and then you were told it was with me, and you was like, "What?" Chris Evans changed. What? He? <laughs> let, let, let me put these on. Will that help? Will yeah, that help? There you go. There you there go. You go. Yeah. There you go. We're, we're back in the room. Uh, no, but we'll come back to the film in a moment. But um, I need to find a few things out because I'm researched you okay. a lot oh God, um, how true is it first of all you took no acting lessons well i think the proof is in the pudding no <laughs> um yeah no i didn't go to drama school i did yeah no i didn't go to drama school so yeah i i um train spotting was my uh, first audition and my first job and yeah so so how did you even get the audition then well it was an open casting call for the part of diane um, so I went along to that thinking about drama school because I, I had an interest. It wasn't just I walked off in right. off the street. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, what's all this in? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I I uh, I thought I might go to drama school after that, and but, then. But even that was groundbreaking, wasn't it? Oh yeah. It was like it was just a, a film that would just constantly be, go on and on and on, and yeah. yeah. It was, and also it's it sort of that thing where I'm just getting old, maybe, but you know. The 90s didn't feel like anything when you're in it. And now it's, you know, all the kids are dressing. Like, it's hilarious to me, you yeah, know. And I remember my mum talking about, you know, when we would go through our hippie phases, yeah. you know, wearing all the stuff from the 70s. And my mum taking the mickey out of me. And now it's like all these boys in bucket hats. And <laughs> um, it's just quite funny. But can we talk about the cast? Because um, when yeah. you heard, did you hear who was in it before you agreed to do it? Well, this is interesting. Um, I'm friends with one of the cast members. Which one? Um, Colin Firth. Oh, hang on, let me just pick that name Go on. Yeah, so um, I'm actually friends with Matthew as well, but, you know... Um, oh, but hang I, on, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just, well, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to think of other names. <laughs> I'm actually friends with... Um, but, yeah, I was out for lunch with Colin and he was telling me about the film because I know John Madden through Colin because they're old friends. And uh, he said, John's asked me to do this film. And he told me the story. And I feel like I was sort of talking him... I, not that he wasn't interested in it, but I was like, oh, you've got to do it. That sounds amazing. Da, da, da. And then weeks later, I got I got a phone call saying I'd been offered the part of Jean Leslie. Not John Leslie, as I ever said. <laughs> but, yeah, Jean Leslie. Yeah. Well, listen, let me tell you, Colin Firth, as you say, yeah, obviously from the King's Speech and many other films. Uh, Matthew McFadden, of course, Succession, huge, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he's um, so good in that. You, of course, um, Penelope Wilton. Just, it just goes on and on, Jason, Jason Isaacs. And so, you need to see the film. Listen, um, it's out this Friday. Uh, make sure you do not miss it. It's going to be brilliant. You've been amazing. What an absolute treat. Don't miss the film this Friday. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Is he a super secret hitman or a young Prince Albert? With acting talents as incredible as his, he can be whoever you want him to be. He's now playing an MP in Netflix's long-awaited six-part drama, Anatomy of a Scandal, dropping this Friday. It's the phenomenal Rupert Friend. There he is! Hey. Yes, Thank how you, you doing? You right? I'm very well. That was the most amazing intro I've ever had. Oh. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm looking, look at the smile on your face. I didn't write it, but he that's can be okay. Whoever you want him to be. Don't make me laugh Rupert I've never seen so many ladies uh, around the windows uh, turning up on this floor but anyway how, how's everything how's everything going first of all uh, fantastic thank you I just got good, in good. it's great to be back in London and seeing the well there was I was seeing the sun over the city it's yeah. gone away now but, but it's a nice view isn't it it's fantastic yeah. I had no idea you had such an amazing view up here yeah but listen we are here for one reason and one reason only to talk about your new series on Netflix um, first of all how did it all come about how was it offered to you because um, I was told and tell me if I'm right you, you turned it down three times I turn it down two times strictly speaking right. did it on the third the third one around um, you know it's it's a scandal um, about a conservative politician who gets embroiled in a in a sex uh, scandal and it has disastrous con consequences for his marriage his family his job his constituents everybody 
And yeah, I, I wasn't crazy about the idea of playing a Tory MP. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> it wasn't like a bucket list thing. And a Tory MP who's accused of what this character's accused of, again, not high on the list of things that I was desperate to do. Yeah. And it was it was talking to the director, S.J. Clarkson, who is such a brilliant, uh, intelligent, passionate director and she basically set a challenge for me and said well okay none of us are pretending that this is a particularly likable posh entitled privileged something or other yeah but how do we does he think that how do we humanize that this guy clearly thinks he's never done anything wrong in his life i think we've all seen politicians who seem to act that way yeah as if um they have different rules than the rest of us so getting inside that head was i wouldn't say it was fun but it was a good challenge i know it sounds really weird though it couldn't be more perfect timing yeah do you know what i mean yeah in terms of um you know politicians getting into scandals and all that sort of stuff but but when i watched it and i did watch the whole thing last night um it looks so expensive first of all and which you expect from anything that's going to be on netflix but also when when i saw the scenes of of, uh, parliament and downing street um did you do any of that in the actual place was (laughs) any of it for real no, and that is, that is the, unreal. I that's know. unbelievable. Well, that again, that's the filmmakers. That's that's SJ and David E. Kelly and Melissa Gibson. They they are some combination of magicians and um, improvisers. But yeah, they they turned a, a a boarding school. I think became the House of Commons. But you see it, and you're like, that's the House of Commons. You would. I'm, I'm telling you now. I I've only once ever had the privilege of being in Downing Street, right? And when I was just, I was just looking at it, going. This is too, it's like it's just too good. Even the old Bailey, you, you go, it, it's the old Bailey. Yeah, yeah. They, the, the courtroom was entirely built. We built the interior of that. We went in and out of the actual court here in London, but the inside was all a build. Yeah, well, at the start of this chat, you said what you've, uh, what the the minister that you play um, is accused of, um, which we're not going to give away, um, but... It, it, it is a shocker. But also, the actual first episode, it starts a bit... It's a bit naughty. <laughs> it's a bit naughty in the lift. <laughs> yes, it is. It's um, it's a, It gets a little steamy up front there. It does. Well, I don't know if you noticed as you arrived here at Virgin Headwaters, there's about uh, there's about eight lifts. I'm gonna I'm gonna literally <laughs> go in one lift and then the next lift and the next lift all day long just to see. <laughs> fingers crossed. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You never. <laughs> Sophia, you need to watch it. Honestly, yeah. we got in the lift together this morning. <laughs> <Steve>. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm doing that tomorrow. <laughs> No, but honestly, you need to see it this Friday. It starts this Friday. I'm excited. It is fantastic. And then, right, and then at the end, that was the other shocker. Yeah. Because that's the thing that blew my mind. Yeah. And I know know I'm teasing it too much, but that's why you need to watch it. And isn't that ending the one that makes you go, I've got to see another one? Well, yeah. That's it. Especially the effect that happens. Yeah. And it's giving me goosebumps, look. Yeah, because yeah. It, right. What? Okay, I'm not going to give anything away. No I spoiler got alert. Actually, doing that. Say again. I'm not giving it away. I'm just saying I got whiplash doing it. <laughs> Whatever it is at the end of that episode, Did which you? we're not giving away. Yeah. But it's the shocker. It's it gave me whiplash. Okay, so when 
you did what you had to do, which you will see on Friday. Okay. <laughs> I love this covert talk. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but did they tell you when they were going to do it? No. Is that why you got the whiplash? Yes. Right, well, there you go. But also, I hope why it looks believable, because I didn't know what was coming either. I mean, I knew, but just not oh, when. Oh, it looked, it looked believable, because it looks, it looks incredible. Um, so, yeah, look, I think it's absolutely unbelievable. Would you say it's one of the favourite things you've done? Do you know what? It's a difficult question, because, as I say, it wasn't somebody who I was desperate to explore. It was more that I thought, that the show could raise interesting conversations, but it right. wasn't a character like, you know, that I'd been craving to play. Uh -huh. The people I worked with, friends for life. That was right. that was absolute dream. So that would be the takeaway for me. Right, wow, we. Yeah. And you've done a lot of stuff. I'm getting on now. Yeah, but uh, but also there is other stuff in the pipeline that yeah. when I read about you, because uh, obviously I researched the guests that are coming on, uh, you've got some amazing stuff on its way. Uh, do you want to tell us about it? Sure. Um, next month, Star Wars comes out with Ewan McGregor, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, and then later in the year, uh, Wes Anderson's new film, which has everyone in it you've could think of you know tom hanks scarlett johansson brian cranston willem dafoe jeff goldblum it goes on well the, the entire team we've been talking about this whole thing with wes anderson because as you just listed off those names but do you know what really slightly frustrates me is you just list them off like yeah 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 and there i'm trying to play it cool i'm freaking out as much as you are do you ever sit back and just go this is, obviously, we know you're talented and obviously that's why you get the roles. But do you ever sit back and go, do you know what? This is, this is incredible. Yes, yeah. all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a, you've constantly just feel like prick yourself. You know, yeah. it's, it's a dream, dream, literally a dream come true to be working with these people. Literally. Yeah. Rupert, do you know what? Anatomy um, of a Scandal, you need to watch it uh, this Friday, uh, Netflix. Um, do you want to give it a time check as well? What time is it on? You don't even know what time your no own. Idea. You don't even know what time your own show is on. No. Okay, I can tell you. It is at. What they say? Are they whispering from in there? It's Netflix, so it will just appear at midnight, right? Midnight. It, it will appear midnight. Down on They're mid all shouting what, from the other room. Why didn't you know this? Because I'm a bad guest. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know something? You're one of the nicest guests we've had, and and possibly one of the most talented ones I've ever wow. interviewed. Listen, Gee. Rupert, thank you so much. Thank I you. hope the show is a huge success. If you trust me, watch it. It is brilliant. This Friday, Netflix. Do not miss it. Have a lovely day, whatever you're doing. Thank and, you. And um, what a, what a star! Let's hear it, everybody, for Rupert. Hey! The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. It's not every day you get to sit in the presence of a national treasure, so make sure your top buttons are done up. Stephen's even topped up his aftershave. Not only does she have an MBE, but a CBE as well, and she's here to tell us all about Apple TV Plus's new series, Raw, with a performance so good it will leave you saying, goodness gracious me, it's the marvellous Mira Sayel! Yeah. What an intro. Thanks so much. You're so welcome. Mira, first of all, good morning. Good morning, darling. You're How right? are you? I'm very good, thank you. Uh, now, listen, before we start anything, um, yeah, you you added that into your intro about mm. the splash-up of the, uh, the aftershave. He got his aftershave out, Yes, Mira. I did. Just and before it... you came out, I thought, do you know what? I want to smell nice for you. A little spritz. I, I can smell you from here and it's gorgeous. Do, do you like? Yeah, I do. What's did, it called? Is it, well, it's called 212. 
212 because mm-hmm. that's a number of ladies that yeah, come yeah. up to you yeah my other, right? called, my other one's called Testa <laughs> <laughs> now, now listen Mira um, uh, it is great to have you on I watched I watched Raw this is the show that you're here to talk about yes um, I watched the episode that you're in uh, last night it, I was really surprised to see you in that sort of role oh bless you uh, it was so lovely to be offered a role like that to be honest um, yeah I mean it's an anthology of lots of different stories it's very black mirrory so it's um these self-contained stories about women in extraordinary circumstances uh some are funny and some are weird and some are dark but this one i think is more like a comedy drama isn't it so yeah it's um it's called the woman who returned her husband yeah and you literally you literally do that I literally do that because um, in the world that I live in, if you've kept the receipt, you can take them back. (laughs) (laughs) And whenever I mention that to any of my girlfriends, you'll go, when can we move there? (laughs) Um, No, but um, yeah, so she's, you know, she's just turned 60. She suddenly... Her mortality is catching up with her. She's in that stage of a relationship, which happens in a lot of long-term relationships, where you're sort of invisible to each other and you've forgotten who each other are. And she's desperate for a change. And when one of her friends says, well, if you've got the receipt, she goes, do you know what? I'm going to do it. So she takes him back to the shop, which looks a little bit like Costco. There's a husband's aisle. It's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) We don't want to give away too much, of course, because it starts on Friday, uh, this coming Friday, by the way, um, on on, on Apple TV+. And it's just when when, when that sticker goes... Goes on. That's what really made me chuckle. Because in reality, if you could do that, you know, whether it be with your husband or, or, or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever, um, it's a it's a fascinating thing, and it's like a dilemma, isn't it? Because you go, is the grass always greener? Do you know mm. what I mean? It's mm. a it's a fascinating thing. It's, it's such a clever story to be had. Such a clever story, and um, you're right. It is complex, and you know, it will be so easy to go, yeah, just take them back, and that's it, start again. But actually, the point of the story is that Anu thinks the grass is greener. Anu's the name of the the lady I play, but of course, she goes on quite a journey through, yeah. and it's quite unexpected the ending. But really, I thought very touching actually well, no same here and also i think there is that thing where you just go um you know we've seen you obviously in, in goodness gracious me the kumars at number 42 obviously in films as well yesterday brilliant by the way um but i always wanted to be on the kumars at number 42 but i was never invited oh love well you know if we ever do it again you're first on the list are you serious absolutely i am loving this absolutely um <laughs> but uh, but yeah there is that thing where you just go um you need to you need to watch it honestly it's called raw starts this friday Friday, and um, you'll see Mira in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that you haven't seen her before. But away from all of that, um, a CBE, an MBE, hello. Hello. <laughs> so, so how did these come about and what was it like to get them? Well, um, well, you get a letter actually uh, saying you've been considered and um, or put forward or whatever, and would you accept it if we offered it you? Right. Uh, and then that's the point at which you go yes or no, and then I think you have to go through. There's all kinds of committees and things that, yeah. but you never hear about any of that. I only hear later that people have been asked about you in the business to see you know yeah. if, you, if you're worthy. Um, so yeah, I mean it was. Um, both times a complete surprise to be yeah. honest but um uh, i i accepted it in the spirit of my parents to be honest because oh. they grew up under empire and so 
I think for them it was a validation of all the sacrifices and the journey they'd made that from being refugees, which my dad was, to sort of having a daughter that she, they went to Buckingham Palace with meant something. It meant Do you it know, was so worth it. Made, it's made me feel really emotionally too, oh. because there is, but there is that thing, isn't there, where you go, you just want to make your parents proud. Always. And I was, I'm so aware of how much they gave up and, and how much they sacrificed to give us better opportunities. So for me, it was my way of saying thank you for yeah. all of that. And mm. just giving back. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> Also, by the way, we mentioned the films, went to the TV. Obviously, you've done the Royal Shakespeare Company, the National Theatre. Do you ever sit back and just go, because um, there was a famous phrase, David Jason once said, right, he was being interviewed by Michael Parkinson, and he said, um, I think Mike Parkinson said to him, he said, you're very lucky, you know, with all the roles that you've played. Um, and to his response was... Um, that it's funny, Michael, you should say that, because the harder you work, the luckier, you know, that I get. Um <laughs> Yeah. Do you believe that? I think it's, you know, I mean, we all know in this room we're all self-employed creatives and, and it's a mixture of luck and sweat, isn't it? I mean, I, there are many people that work very, very hard and don't always get the breaks. There are some people that seems to fall in their lap. So yeah. it's, it's a very random business, but I absolutely agree. Um, with what David Jason said, it, when opportunity comes knocking, you've got to be ready. You've got to be match fit. Yeah. So the work never goes wasted. And for me, I love it. What's it doesn't feel like work. I love it. How lucky am I that well, I get paid to do this for a living? I say it every day. You are so right. Now, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the comedy? Do you prefer the serious acting? Do you prefer the on-screen stuff? Or do you prefer the stage stuff? Oh, do you know, they've all got different joys. There's no buzz like live theatre. That, I mean, there's no buzz than being in front of an audience yeah. and you're breathing together and you're feeling their reaction and they're with you or you're losing them and you've got to pull them back. You, everything you need to know about acting, you learn in front of a live audience. I really believe that. But, you know, it, I, I've also learned so much off-camera stuff. I didn't do television for years and now I'm really enjoying it So because yeah. I'm learning something new. It's that thing, actually, of just staying curious and, yeah. and in each job feeling, you know, what have I learned and who am I working with and what have we created together? Because it's also working as a group that I love. It's a communal thing. And everything you've done so far, is there anything in particular now that you go, do you know what? This would be the next dream thing. Is there anything that you're inspired to do oh. that you haven't already done? Well, I I would love to do a Sondheim musical because I never have. Right. I've done musicals, but not a Sondheim, and I think I'd love to do that. Um, I've, I'd also love to do an old coward. I know that sounds really weird, but I'd, or a restoration comedy. There's something with that sort of richness of language and the wit and really fast. I'd love to try something like that. I think it's brilliant when you see someone like yourself who is a you know, genius at the comedy, which we know and we see it firsthand on screen, to see you doing that sort of stuff, the, the, the serious stuff, if you like, because it just, just shows how it just shows how talented you are, uh, Mary. It really does. Bless you. Yes, but, it does. But also comedy and tragedy are so close, aren't they? And I well... Think it's those masks, isn't it? Yeah, oh, right next to each other. But I think that's where most of us live. Life is funny, tragic, and we're always walking that little line, you know. And I think that's why, you know, someone like Ricky Gervais's work, I suppose, really speaks to people. Perfect. Because it's Sample, both yeah. of those things all the time, and that's the stuff you love playing. So I think a lot of comedians are very good, serious actors too. What do you prefer? I honestly go on the part. I mean, the part of Anu was a dream because it had the whole range. You know, it is very funny. The writing's brilliant. Young young South Asian writer called Vera Santa Maria. What a script. Um, so you go the whole gamut from somebody that is invisible and sad and, and who, you know, then becomes this little butterfly, you know, yeah. that comes out of her horrible, sad little 
you know, grubby stage. And so you go through that whole journey and some bits are absolutely tragic and some bits are very funny. So I jumped yeah. on the script when I saw it. I thought, wow, when do you get a chance to play all of these emotions in one there's, thing? There's a one shot. Um, and again, you, you please watch it. Give it a chance. OK, this Friday, um, you know when it lands on Apple TV Plus, um, this Friday, uh, that, that shot at the table where you're all gathered round and you're at the head of the table and it just comes to you and you just go, right, OK, we know where we stand now and we know that what's in your mind mm. and you're just, you're just not happy no. and you just need things to change and you make that call. And again, we can't give any spoilers <laughs> because it's too important. Also, by the way, just going to throw this in there, um, Nicole Kidman, I didn't realise that she was in one of them. And also, was she the exec? She was. Nicole, I think... Um, com- um I think she she acquired the rights to Cecilia Hearn's book. It's based on Cecilia right. Hearn's book, Raw. And she was the exec producer of the series. So, yeah, I mean, sadly, I never got to meet any of the other women because they're all self-contained episodes. Yep. But she sent me a lovely gift basket. Did she? She did. What was in it? What was in it? Oh, smellies, like oh. lovely candle and bath oil, all really sort of elegant. And I know, I was really thrilled. And a nice little car. <laughs> I've kept it. I bet I've you have. Card. Nice. Well, listen, uh, forget Nicole Kidman because it's all about you. Honestly, it's an absolute pleasure. When you came in before, uh, before we went on air, I said, I said it and I'll say it again. I think you are amazing. Um, I love everything you do. Um, And uh, yeah, listen, I can't wait to see it. Everybody else, make sure you watch it. I've already had the pleasure of seeing it. There's eight in the series. That's correct? Yeah, Okay. Different tales and all headed by amazing women. So really worth watching. So make sure you watch it this Friday. Apple TV Plus. Um, You know when it lands. Mira Sayal, everybody! Thank you so much. What an absolute treat, honestly. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast. And do not forget that you can subscribe to never miss an episode. Kaiser Chiefs frontman, by the way, Ricky Wilson, will be looking after the show next week. And it's going to be amazing. And I'll hopefully see you soon. 